This is History Potpourri, a podcast devoted to an assortment of historical topics by world history students. Welcome everyone, I'm Katie and this podcast is over the Korean War. The Korean War was a war between North and South Korea. There were 2.5 million casualties and no success in reaching an agreement. In the 1900s, Japan had the Korean Peninsula annexed. When Japan lost World War II, they lost control of Korea. After World War II and before the Korean War, there was no stable government in Korea, leaving it vulnerable. Also around this time was the Cold War, a war between the democratic U.S. and the communist Soviet Union. The United States and Soviets ended up splitting Korea along the 30th parallel for administrative purposes, with communism in the north and democracy in the south. The two governments couldn't agree on a peaceful solution to their issues, Eventually, the U.S. persuaded the U.N. for responsibility over South Korea. Both sides strengthened their forces. The South's army doubled, and Kim Il-sung, a former Soviet major trained in Russia, reinforced his control over the Communist Party, military forces, and administrative structure in the North. In 1948, the U.N. created an independent South Korea. Communists in the South started partisan uprisings, which led to a limited border war between the South's newly formed Republic of Korea's army and the Korean's people army in the North. The the North set in motion 10 cross-border incursions to assist partisan uprisings, which failed, and the Republic of Korea was formed in August 1948. That conflict also delayed the training of the Republic of Korea's army. Less than half of the members were prepared for war. But the U.S. provided military assistance with a surplus of light weapons and supplies. Kim Il-sung proposed a plan for an invasion to Stalin, and at first, Stalin refused. The North Koreans built an army resembling the Soviet army, and in April of 1950, Stalin approved an invasion. On June 25th, the North invaded, and by the 28th, they overtook Seoul. The South, however, did not surrender easily. The United States at first did not provide military assistance to the South, however, directed the UN to call for the invasions to stop. Member states of the UN provided military assistance to the South. After all this, the United States supported the intervention and supplied troops, probably to enforce their strategy of containment of communism. It took until August for the new troops to have a positive effect. Major Chung Il-kwan leading the Republic of Korea's army and Lieutenant Walton H. Walker commanding the 8th Army from the U.S. rallied their troops and fought back. Walker brought in tanks, rocket launchers, artillery pieces, and anti-aircraft guns, and close air support aircraft. They initiated air attacks on North Korea and brought in fresh U.S. Army and Marine Corps troops. The North Koreans were weakened, but even so, MacArthur wanted to recapture the capital, Seoul. He then built an army consisting of United States troops called the X-Corps to invade North Korea, led by Major General Edward Almond. The X-Corps landed in Incheon, a port to Seoul, on September 14th. The troops were in Seoul by September 25th. Soon after, MacArthur and Rhee, the president of South Korea, declared South Korea free from enemy occupation. North Korean troops were sent home, but they took South Korean hostages and killed another 5,000. At the same time, the Republic of Korea was punishing the remaining communists in South Korea. MacArthur wanted to invade North Korea as they had done to South Korea. He was instructed to limit his troops in case of Chinese or Russian intervention. The UN General Assembly considered the Korea's People Army a threat to the reconstruction of Korea. The Republic of Korea's army 
crossed the 38th parallel on October 1st, and on October 7th, the United States troops followed. The Norse government and army fell back. The UNC thought this meant they were giving up, when really they were awaiting rescue. Turns out, Kim Il-sung sent a plea to help for a plea for help to Mao Zedong, China's leader. The Chinese army intervened with air help from the Soviets. They ruined seven regiments, resulting in 10,000 casualties. There was constant fighting over the next few years between the North reinforced by Soviets and China and the South reinforced by the United States. In what may be MacArthur's only military mistake, he ordered the 8th Army and X Corps into a trap. The Chinese had sent puppet troops out to appear weak and lure the U.S. and South Korean troops from their position, when really they had 420,000 regular soldiers ready to fight. From November 25th to December 14th, the Chinese and North Korean forces pushed back the U.S. and South Korean forces to the 38th parallel. After even more fighting, MacArthur talked with Walker and Almond and decided to have their troops build enclaves in North Korea. Unfortunately, Walker sent his men south because he was fed up with MacArthur, so the 8th Army took what they could and headed back to South Korea. This left the UNC troops by themselves, and they soon surrendered to the north. Because of the surrender, Mao sent more troops to recapture Seoul and foreign troops to unite the peninsula. The Chinese attacked troops that were showing signs of defeatism. Matthew B. Ridgway, the successor of Walker, ordered his troops with assistance from the UN troops to push back North Korean forces to the Han River Valley in January 1951. The North Koreans and Chinese forces continued attacking and pushing back the ill-prepared UNC forces. On April 11th, President Truman relieved MacArthur of his commands, and as there was a shift in power from MacArthur to Ridgway, the North attacked. The Republic of Korea's Army 2nd Corps gave way, and the U.S. protected their flanks before Van Fleet, the new commander of the 8th Army, could commit five more divisions on April 28th. Mao sent a second phase into action, despite communications that they could no longer hold their initiative. The second phase started on May 16th and lasted a week. Fighting continued with the UNC crossing the 30th parallel once again. By June 1951, all parties had suffered many losses. The UNC and United States leaders considered that peace cannot be achieved by military victory of either side, but by negotiation. The Chinese were managing negotiations for North Korea. Even so, Mao approved another new plan to win limited victories through attrition. On June 30th, Truman published a statement for a meeting to settle the war after the Soviet Union announced it would not intervene on an agreement. Liaison officers from both sides met on July 8th, and from the 8th to the 27th, the war was at a stalemate. During this period, both sides had given up unifying Korea by force. Van Fleet and Ridgway did not believe that the negotiation would make any progress unless UNC took over a key area, the Iron Triangle. The Republic of Korea's army and the United States started making advances into North Korea. Kim Il-sung had issued a stand-or-die order to his forces. As the United States and South Korean troops started to make their advances, pushing Northerners back, they established a strong position to advance westward. Unfortunately, by November, major UNC offensive operations had been given up. In late 1951, both sides accepted the current line of contact and agreed to work on a regime for reinforcement of the armistice. After this, there were prisoner of war revolts after a settlement for return could not be reached. This was because the numbers did not add up on either side. That led to partisan activity and other violence. 
From December 1951 to March 1952, security forces in South Korea killed around 11,000 partisans and sympathizers and captured around 10,000 more. Although the United States air power helped control communists, it was a short-term solution. To ensure long-term security in South Korea, the Republic of Korea needed to improve its army and stabilize its government. To help with this, the United States built a training program for soldiers and re-won another term. Re opposed a ceasefire, claiming that it would be unfair to U.S. troops to die for a tie. In 1952, the Chinese worked to push allies south to the 38th parallel. They infiltrated camps, then attacked with the help of infantry barrages. By mid-November, the fighting had dwindled and Chinese commanders hoped they had convinced President Eisenhower to halt major offensive plans in 1953. By this time, support for the United States' involvement in the war had lessened. After the death of Joseph Stalin, the Soviets declared the Korean War should be ended. Although Mao did not necessarily agree, he knew his troops could not continue without the Soviets. The, ba the Battle of Kumsong was North Korea's final offensive move where they pushed back South Koreans 19 miles. This battle leads to an armistice. Negotiators made a plan for prisoner of war exchange and the signing of the armistice. However, on June 18th, Ri let 27,000 North Koreans in their custody escape. On July 27th, representatives from the UNC, China, and North Korea signed the armistice. South Korea agreed to the terms, but no representatives signed it. The prisoners of war were returned to the country or preferred regime under neutral nations. Despite reaching agreements, the war never really was settled and the peninsula of Korea remains divided between the communist north and the democratic south. I got my information from Britannica. Thank you for listening.